so we meet again uh, we listen again uh, this is the recap at the end of week 16 and so over week 15 and 16 from days 99 through to 112 we have gone through first samuel we have gone through the, the chronicles and the representative representative the corresponding readings from chronicles and then the corresponding psalms also I have banged on from the very start about us going through this chronological Bible uh, and the benefits of that and the advantages of that. And these last two weeks really are where we see that benefit playing out. Uh, I think I did mention right back at the start that one of the advantages was when it came to the Psalms. Uh, and we see that very much now in these last two weeks where we have been reading for Samuel and the Chronicles. And there have been these Psalms interwoven in between. Personally, I always find the Psalms very... Uh, good, you know, good to a certain extent, but I probably didn't really get the grips with them or understand them as individual books or chapters. I kind of just figured they were in there as songs and you're taught that they're songs. But I think through the chronological Bible, I saw them in a new light. And that was what sold me really on that form and that version of reading the Bible to see them actually sit in with things that David said and David happened and what went on with him at the time. Um, I'm reading from the Message of Psalms, which is one of uh, the Bible Speaks Today commentaries, where it says, The Book of Psalms is a collection, an anthology, a hymnal, a book of songs. We might even think of it as a photograph album full of pictures that show us a variety of places in a land of spiritual experience. Such a book will not have a plot, but it may have a plan. And as one sets about explaining the photos, one may well recognise connections and sequences among them and find oneself producing what is in effect a travel guide. It may even become increasingly clear that the album is not a Michelinie, but the record of an actual journey or journeys. The resulting exposition will be very different from much Sam's study of the last hundred years. And that, I would say, I, I kind of agree to that to a certain extent, but I would say that it doesn't stand alone. And there is a plot to it, there is a plan. We can explain those photos and photos, and we don't only recognise the connections and sequences, but we actually get to experience them a little bit as we see what David says and the events that he is in. And these psalms have been beautifully placed in the midst of them. One of the good examples of that was during week 15 and day 102, where we have David's prayer of safety. Up to that point, we have heard about Saul trying to kill David and Jonathan Jonathan warning him about it. We have Michal helping David down from the window to flee and escape. And then we have this Psalm 59, 1-17, which I'll not read. You can read for yourselves, but it's David's prayer for safety. Deliver me from my enemies, my God. Protect me from those who rise up against me. And the rest of the Psalm that deals with that. And then we have, immediately after that, So David fled and escaped and went to Samuel. And so it very much brings these Psalms to life. As we see them opening up, as we see them being put into the places where he may well have written them as he fled and escaped, um, we can imagine him sitting down to write these prayers and these psalms for safety. So it, for me it was a really good experience, a really rich experience that the psalms came to life in. And so that's what I wanted to, to share. And I suppose again that's the advantage of this Bible as a whole and the Bible in one year. We get to see that overall these books don't just sit on their own. They're not just nicely arranged and we can we can dip in and out, but it's better if we take the whole story and they become part as individual books of that greater story. And that's one of the great things about doing this Bible in a whole year. 
uh, and in one year. The story I want to focus on today, just for the short few minutes that we have left, is the story of David Goliath, which I'm sure many of you will know. That came up in week 15, day 101, where we have this story of David going out and picking up his couple of stones with his sling. Um, he reaches down and lifts them and puts them in this sling and then fires them and hits Goliath between the eyes and the forehead and then grabs his sword, pulls it from its sheath and uses it to kill him. Um, one of the old ways this has been used for for us in the modern age is this whole, you know, we can slay our giants, we can find those spiritual stones that, that we can fire and we can kind of kill the evil giants that we have in our lives and the things that overwhelm us uh, and that to an extent is true of course we can with God's power anything is possible and so we can do that but due to two books I learned something quite interesting which I think takes on a, a deeper perspective based of course on that but a, a deeper perspective the first was A Year of Living Biblically it's by A.J. Jacobs who is an editor for Esquire entitled One Man's Humble Quest to Follow the Bible as Literally as Possible and that's the book by A.J. Jacobs. He essentially decides that he will spend his year doing everything a good Jew would. And a, as a Jew, he goes ahead and does all these things and sets up tabernacles and goes through all the rules and regulations that we've read about so far and enacts them in everyday life, including trying to stone a man, which is quite funny, uh, including killing some animals. And then one of the things he does, he actually goes to Israel and tries to become a shepherd. And one of the things that he said in the book, which first drew my attention to it, and then also which William Barclay mentions in his book, is about the shepherd. And of course, David, up until this point, was a shepherd. He was the least of his brothers who was shepherding the flock. Uh, and William Barclay extends what A.J. Jacobs says when he talks about the few um, pieces of equipment that a shepherd had in his bag. He had a staff, which was a wooden club. It was short and lump of wood at the end, studded with nails. He had a rod to try and, which was like a crook, which could catch and pull back any sheep. But he also had a sling. There were no sheep dogs in Palestine. This is he says, it was a, used as a weapon of offense, offense and defense. But he also made one curious use of it. There were no sheep dogs in Palestine, and when the shepherd wished to call back a sheep which was straying away. He fitted a stone into his sling and landed the stone just in front of the straying sheep's nose as a warning to turn back. And to me that was quite interesting. So David as this shepherd would have been very skilled at doing this. A shepherd spent all his time with the sheep. There were no fields. There were no nice boundaries or fences that we would have nowadays. There were no dogs. And so what a shepherd had to learn to do was to be able to gather all his sheep together and keep them all moving in the, the one direction and keep them going towards the sources of food and water. And to do this, he had this sling with the stones where he would pick up stones randomly that he saw. He would fire them at the sheep, but not to hit them, to land in front of them and scare them back. And so David would have been very skilled at that. And so if we put that back into the story of David and Goliath, this was no just mere chance. This was not a case of David just happening to have a sling or you know, cat old day catapult or something in his pocket, but he had this sling which he was very skilled at using. At using, he picked up these stones and he knew exactly where he was aiming. He knew exactly what he wanted to do, and he carried that out. And so, as well as us taking that um, story to mean we can slay these giants, yes, of course we can. What it also means is that. David was brought exactly to this point by no mere fluke. 
David has spent his years walking through the wilderness, firing these stones, looking after these sheep, not knowing that one day he would be used in this amazing way by God, in this wonderful way to slay this giant that everyone else was too afraid to do. And so for us, we take that story and rather than saying, you can slay your giants, we can say that that this may be the time where you maybe feel like you're in a wilderness, you maybe feel like you're in that time when nothing's happening or nothing's going the way you want it or you're not where you should be. But these are the moments and these are the days when God hones those crafts and skills in you and you never know when you will have to use them and you will never know when God will use them in you. And so that's a deeper level of meaning for us. That's a a deeper understanding of that story of David and Goliath and just a little bit of background to the context. And of course then David went on to become king and use lots of his other skills, both that he had learnt and that were given to him by God to do and to continue to do those wonderful things for God. So that's just a little bit of insight into one of the stories from week 15. Um, that was the one I wanted to pick this week. We continue into week 17 then and 18, um, day 113 as we continue through this story of David. But I hope again that you have been enjoying it and continue to upload and continue to share if amongst your friends or, or people you know who might be interested the bible in a year continues in week 17 and so thanks again for continuing to listen and support and download